Hey everybody, this is Ruben, and you're listening to Amazing Stories. Hollow like a seashell swept onto the shore. Hollow like a story waiting to unfold. Harland by Lucy Kathleen. Monanday. I travelled many days to get here, high on a ridge, looking down over the Valley of the Ferns, the Abbey of St. Carsten, just visible through the dawn mist, standing proud and alone in a clearing next to the river. Then, then. A cowled monk emerges from a great oak door and pauses for a moment at the sound of a skittering bird. Anxiously, he looks around, but finding only peace in the valley, he continues on his way, carrying a churn to the riverbank to draw fresh supplies of water. The monk remains blissfully ignorant of the figure on horseback high on the ridge above. The figure is silent, still, yet painfully alert, every nerve ending a quiver. You do not yet know it, brother, but the watcher is with you now. Wakey, bloody wakey. Uh, Are you playing that stupid game again? Gaming is not permitted on duty. Correct answer. It's 7am. Your shift's over. Anything to report? And the watcher has arrived in the Valley of the Ferns. What? Nothing to report, sir. Monday, 7.07am. Dark, misty morning with a chill in the air. It's late October, but for weeks it's been unseasonably warm. Not like this. This is how autumn's meant to be. Perhaps everything will be all right with the world after all. I would walk home, but it's cold. I rent a scooter instead. Nobody calls me Daniel. Available charge, 23 minutes. The last person to call me that was Sarah. (sighs) For my own amusement, I always make a sweeping gesture of command as I approach the automatic gates at the staff exit. Bill, open up now. Bill Gates, the famous tech billionaire guy from last century. My own lame joke makes me smile every time. This is what passes for entertainment in the tiny, empty shell otherwise known as my life. In reality, Bill Gates does not react to my gesture or to my commanding tone. At a distance of 20 metres, their retina scanner is able to recognise me as a trusted employee and the system responds accordingly. Thank you for visiting the home of Fording Bridge Incorporated. Have a nice day. Home is at the opposite end of town. The most direct route is through the centre, past the shopping mall where I used to work. I practically lived there. Almost died there, in fact. It's reopened now, after the floods. Most businesses migrated to the upper floors, which, to me, seems like a case of bolting the stable door after the horse has drowned, but that gives them some peace of mind, I suppose. There are still huge mounds of rubble mixed with ruined carpets and rotted soft furnishings in the Hawthorne car park, all fenced off awaiting disposal in some distant landfill. The sight of the steel staircase leading down to the basement level where the security office used to be never fails to send a shiver through me. It's sealed off. A thick steel grill welded over it to prevent access. Dan! Are you in there? Sarah! Over here! What are you doing? The 
standing on my desk awaiting rescue. This room is going to be completely full of water in about five minutes. Why didn't you just get out? I didn't die that day, but part of me disappeared. Whenever I'm passing the mall, I stop here to pay a silent tribute to that lost shard of my identity. Or so I like to think. Really, this is an elaborate charade I play with the intention of fooling only myself. It's Sarah I'm thinking of. By a miracle, she saved me. We both got out alive. But I still lost her. And wherever she went, she took the piece of me with her. Gone. Forever. On the other side of Hawthorne, in between the mall and the hospital, is the park. A few wild birds have survived the summer heatwave, but they're slow to get going with the traditional dawn chorus. Even when they do, it seems half-hearted, as if they can no longer really see much point in bothering to sing. The pathways radiate out from the Peace Pagoda in the centre of the park, some lead down to the lake. It was designed by Darius Fordingbridge when he created the town. The distinctive ellipse shape symbolises how Harland was reborn with the establishment of his company's headquarters here. A park ranger is standing in the middle of the lake, dragging a large net through what remains of the water. It's hardly rained in Harland for three months. The lake is reduced to a small, fetid puddle a few metres across. The exposed bed is smooth and baked solid. The ranger hooks a trailer to a quad bike and drives back to what used to be the shoreline. Uh, excuse me? I, I was just wondering what you're doing. What's it to you? I'm just a curious citizen. Fish rescue. Fish rescue? You may have noticed the lake is drying up. I, I thought all the fish were removed last month. They missed a few, I guess. A few? There's loads in there. We thought the job was done, but apparently not. This is the second time as well. Second time what? The lake's been declared empty twice. Officially fish-free. Somehow an entirely new population appears. And here I am. Performing a fish rescue. Not all heroes wear capes. No, some wear waders. Hell yeah. And they smell of algae. I'll best get on. Um, where do you think they come from? The new fish? All I know is where they're going. Oh, where's that? I can't tell you. Why not? You might find it distressing. Okay, well, you've given me the trigger warning. I accept responsibility for any feelings I may experience as a result. Would you sign something to that effect? If necessary. I take them away to die. Somewhere the stench won't bother anyone. They end up as fertiliser. Oh, uh, yeah, that is quite distressing. I told you. Unlucky fish. An entirely new population appearing. Doomed to drown in the air with the water all gone. When I get home, I'll record this in my journal. I keep it carefully concealed behind the aircon panel in my bedroom. It's a natural book, with actual paper. I write in it with an old fountain pen that belonged to my mother, and before that, my grandmother. Mum never used it, as far as I can remember. It was already redundant by then. My handwriting is terrible, but improving slowly since I started the journal. I don't record anything on my phone. Too easy to access if you have the right know-how. If I sound a bit paranoid, that'll be because I'm a bit paranoid. Anyone who's seen what I've seen would be. Morning. Good shift. Oh, there is no such thing. See? Is it real? Well, I made. It's a blend of forage, nettled and lemon balm. I live with my dad. He used to work at Fordingbridge too. 
He's retired now, spends a lot of time on his allotment. He also forages for wild leaves and makes repulsive experimental tea. As I said, mine is a tiny, empty shell of a life. My God. That is good. That's the taste of Harland. The soil beneath your feet, the air in your lungs. Beautiful. Right, I'm going to get my head down for a bit. Things can't go on as they have been, Dan. Everything decays. Disorder is built into the system. The second law, it's no good being in denial. We must embrace and adapt. Are you recording one of your videos? <sighs> when things fall apart, I won't be starving. I've got 500 onions drying in my shed. Yeah, well, with 500 onions, you'd be well-placed to become king of the world. <laughs> I'll need a hand with some planting on the plot this afternoon. You're insane. The ground's like rock. Which is why I need help. I have to get the whole job done today or I fall behind schedule. There are people depending on me. Uh, your army of followers. Squad. Oh, I mustn't disappoint plot squad. There will soon come a moment when the last supermarket has been looted and burned. Those that can take care of their own needs are the best chance of survival. Following me could be their salvation. It's not even eight and you're already depressing me. I'm going to bed. Leave the planting till it rains. And when will that be? Oh, ask a weather bot. Making excuses as expected. How many times have I tried to get you out in the fresh air, doing something constructive? Something to make you feel more positive about things? Far too many. You always find a reason to sit around the house in your pants, feeling sorry for yourself. I don't sit around in my pants. Very often. When I got you in at Fordingbridge, I thought the work might give you some purpose, perk you up a bit. It's been months now. No change. Since you moved in, it's been like living with a leaky roof. There's mould spreading out from you in all directions. Thanks, Dad. You're welcome. I was being sarcastic. I'm saying this for your own good. You should be thanking me. You don't understand. She wasn't your girlfriend. I still grieve. I had feelings. You only knew her for a week. She saved my life. I would have drowned. She was a police officer doing her duty. That's not a relationship, Dan. You need to get a grip on yourself. Either get your chin up and start living again, or you can leave. What? Move out. Stand on your own two feet. I've got enough on my plate taking care of the squad. Can't take care of a 28-year-old man baby as well. Sarah wasn't my girlfriend. That's true. I'd only known her a few days before she disappeared. But it's also true that I had feelings. I felt a connection, something deep. Something I'd never felt before. I can't talk to him about that. Or about anything, really. Like things I've noticed and recorded in my journal. Or what happened at the sinkhole. And I lost her. Sarah, stay away from the edge. A few days before, a gaping hole had opened in the ground on an estate at the edge of Harland. It swallowed an entire house. Sarah was drawn to the place for some reason. I tried to stop her. Sarah! Stay away from the edge. But I couldn't. If you really want to understand something, you have to go right to the edge. There's only one thing to do at a moment like this. Loading. Enchanter's Law. This game has got me through some very dark moments. Loading complete. It's a fully immersive, semi-permanent implanted world. There's a chip embedded into the lens of my glasses which contains all the data. 
It uses an ocular command system. Everything's operated by subtle movements of the eye, so once you get used to it, you can play pretty much anywhere, anytime. People around you have no idea that while you're lying on your bed, for example, or sitting around the house in your pants, you're also on horseback on a ridge, overlooking the Abbey of St. Carsten, nestled by the river in the Valley of the Ferns. You're in the game, which is great, but the better part of it is, the game is in you. Walcott. I travelled many days to reach this point. Sir, I beg of you, stop! A woman with flowing hair and ruby lips stands before me, blocking the way. You give me little choice. Had I kept going, you would have been trampled. I thank you for sparing me. Although, unless you can help me, I may be better off dead. What troubles you? Someone I hold dear is held prisoner in the Abbey of St. Carsten. I've tried many times to gain access and offer my assistance, but each time I've been repelled. And what is her sin? She has committed no sin. Now we are all steeped in it from the moment we draw breath. Not this one. She is pure. What shall be my reward if I help you free her? The key. The key to what? The key to it all. Help her or leave her. I was hoping for more reward than a key. I've got loads of those already. And of course, this could all be a crock of shit, setting me up for an ambush. Who are you? I am Serena of Verlaine. They call me the Watcher. What will my fate be, sir? If you will not help, then I must seek another. This is not reality. She is just a manifestation of the code, but the way she casts her eyes downward with an aching look of despondent resignation works on me exactly as if it were. I will do what I can. At that moment, a fish falls from the sky. That is a lucky fish. What makes you think so? I do not believe you will allow it to drown in the air. Of course not. You passed the test. What test? You are the real one. The imposter would never have thrown it back. Mercy is unknown to him. I am not the imposter. I am the watcher. It is time to stop watching and start looking. What do you mean? Come here. Closer. Let me whisper in your ear. You're not planning to cleverly knife me under the ribs if I do so, are you? Let me put my arms around you. I have something to tell you. What is it? Hair, hair, God send thee care. With that, she's gone. This happens from time to time in Enchanter's Law. Some characters have the ability to dematerialize or teleport, annoying that she didn't hand over the key as promised. I wander up from the river, through the trees, looking for her. The day is a fine one by now, bright, sharp air. I find myself alone in a clearing. Beneath a great old tree, a bed of wild garlic, bluebell and enchanter's nightshade. It looks inviting, so I lie down. The leaves and flowers become a nest around me, and then I'm sinking into the welcoming earth. Close my eyes, sleep at last. When I open them again, everything is changed. The sun is gone. This is a deep, cold grave, and a lorry is blocking out the light above, tipping a cargo of rubble and concrete over my trapped body. What's the matter with you? Uh, what? Uh, sounds like you're being tortured. A bad dream, that's all. You fell asleep playing that bloody game again, didn't you? No, no. You're wearing the glasses. It's obvious. Uh, 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 I'm taking them off now. 
Come down the plot with me. No, no, I don't feel like it. What are you going to do then? I need a walk. Yeah, get some air. I will have a walk. I do need air. First, I'll record what I remember in my journal. I carefully unscrew three of the fixings holding the grill to the wall, pivot it round on the one remaining to reveal the cavity. The book's far enough back so it can't be seen without getting down to eye level with the hole. I write slowly, deliberately on a fresh page. Time to stop watching and start looking. The journal's full of random observations like this. Hair, hair, God send thee care. When I'm finished, I put the pen carefully down and flick through the pages and pages of notes on the things I've noticed in Harland over the years. Going way back through my time monitoring the CCTV in the mall, before the sinkhole, before we found the girl in the witch elm, before I'd even met Sarah. The things I've recorded are not only things I've seen or heard, they're things I felt. A presence from beyond this world, haunting the escalators or loading bays. There is no sense to it, no reason... But somewhere within there is a meaning, I'm sure of that. Beyond my understanding for now, but I live in hope. My fingers stop on a page close to the beginning. A digital ad card stuck to it. I can't remember what it's for or why I kept it. When I touch it, the display on the card lights up. My fingers run along the logo and the tagline becomes audible. Meet your match at Magnificat, Harlan's premier cocktail bar. Magnificar was a grim sort of hookup venue on the ground floor of the mall, somewhere near Hazel Entrance. It never reopened after the flood. I've no idea who ran the place. I only ever went there once, on a date. It didn't work out. She said she was looking for someone with charisma. I said she was more likely to find someone with chlamydia in a place like this, and then she left. The ad card has made me curious for some reason, and I find myself wandering around the perimeter of the mall, trying to work out which abandoned unit is its former home. When I think I've got it, I walk up to the door. Must once have had two glass panels, now boarded over with sheets of wood. In between them, something you don't see so often nowadays. A letterbox. Kneeling down, I open the slot and peer inside the decaying carcass of Magnifica, which is just a gutted shell, never repaired after the floods receded. Bare, concrete walls show the staining from the foul waters that rose and engulfed the place. What do you see? Huh? A woman stands over me. Familiar somehow, a bit dishevelled, homeless perhaps. Blonde hair greying at the temples. When you look through that slot, what do you see? Uh, uh, just an empty ruin. I think it is a portal through which one can look back in time. She kneels down too and looks me earnestly in the eye. I did exactly what you're doing when I first got here. Got down on my knees to see what was left. And what I saw in there was my younger self singing karaoke very badly. <laughs> what song? The first time that ever I saw your face. Huh. I don't know it. Best forgotten, to be honest. My version, anyway. Did you work here? Once upon a time. Not in Magnifica. In the mall. Did you lose your business in the flood? I lost much more than that. I lost my faith. Now I remember her. At the sinkhole that day. Stay away from me! I am done! Oh, she has completely lost it. I saw 
body was St. Paul of Tarsus. I was tricked. He was a demon. The Reverend Lindsay Giles. Now take two sugars. Thank you. Uh, no problem, Reverend. It's just plain Lindsay now. I left the church. Left everything. Hmm. Oh, strange being back here. Seeing the witch elm standing where it always did. I used to look out on it every day when I opened up in the mornings. From the fifth floor? Indeed. It's less imposing from this angle. It seemed to dominate the central space from up there. Now it looks more like a little old lady in a waiting room. So, uh, what brings you back? I've been drawn here, Dan. Or perhaps compelled would better describe it. It was my doing, you see. What was? I opened the door for him. In my naivety, I invited him in. Who? It masqueraded as having an identity, but my eyes are opened. I no longer believe it's lies. What do you mean? I was exploited by some entirely malevolent force. I might have called it the power of evil when I was a minister. I believe a terrible reckoning will occur. I must do what I can to stop it. Uh, What do you have to do exactly? I don't think I will truly know that until I'm confronting it. Some will die. Of that, I'm sure. I feel death's presence near at hand. Do you feel it, Dan? Do you feel death circling above Harland on a current of air, searching the town for her prey? She will strike soon. Believe me. And when she does, she will not miss her mark. Why are you telling me this? Why were you at the Magnifica? I I came across an old ad card. I knew I would meet someone significant there. Oh, I promise you I am not significant. This can't be coincidence. We were both at the sinkhole, Ben, and we're both here now. That was the worst day of my life. I'd rather not talk about it. Have you been back since? It's all fenced off. The whole estate has been condemned. The ground is unstable. Do you believe that? Well, there's a lot of stories about things happening there. Hey, put Harland sinkhole into a search. There's loads of videos. Harland sink. Oh. Uh, click that one. One of the most well-known. <clears throat> Small group of teenagers walking towards the solid wooden fence that now surrounds the abandoned estate. The girl filming is at the back. She's nervous, more reluctant to stride towards the fence than the others. Guys, are you sure this is a good idea? Don't be a pussy! Mark wants the fence is a massive dick! Nobody knows. They've never been identified. The clip was uploaded anonymously. They might be missing. They might be dead. It might be a hoax. Nobody knows. 
Perhaps someone ought to find out. We finish our coffee. Chit-chat about the shops that used to be in Harland Mall. About the weather. Will it ever rain again? About nothing at all. When we leave the mall and step out into Hazel Car Park, the late afternoon sun is glinting off the small mirror of silver water in the centre of the dried-up lake. It's shocking to see the water level so low. Oh, they've been removing the fish, but there's nowhere for them to go. They're just dying. We're all just dying, aren't we? When you think about it. Bleak assessment. Yeah, you should meet my dad. I think you'd get along. I have something for you. Huh? I believe I am meant to give it to someone significant. Here. Whose phone is this? Sarah. Dropped it at the sinkhole the day she disappeared. I've kept it with me ever since. It's locked, of course, but I think you may need it. Goodbye, Dan. Lindsay turns and walks off into the park towards the Peace Pagoda. When I turn it on, the phone is fully charged. The lock screen appears. A photo of Sarah. A selfie. Taken at the Chinese place that used to be on the ground floor inside the mall. She looks exactly as she did the first time she came to find me in the security office last summer. The day Evie Bennett went missing. She's beautiful. The witch elm is out of focus behind her. The branches seem to be growing out of her head. She is so distant from me that it's like looking through a telescope at some cosmic event that occurred thousands of light years ago. A breeze ripples the last of the water in the lake and a cloud passes across the sun. Harland is my town. I grew up here, I went to school here, never left. I know it like the back of my hand and yet looking at long-ago Sarah, smiling a secret smile to herself in a restaurant that's long since ceased to exist, makes me feel I know nothing about it at all. Harland is a BBC Audio production for BBC Radio 4. Thank you for listening, and don't forget to join us tomorrow for yet another amazing story.